other. Nachos? Cheese. Fruit beer with red licorice straw? Right here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today, look, I-, I should really get this out of the way before we start the movie. As of this recording, Warner Bros. Discovery has canceled a few of their films. Now... That's nothing new. It happens all the time, and it especially what happened with something like, you know, a studio merger and stuff like that. But what makes this one especially damning is that um, they're canceling projects that are almost complete. Stuff like Batgirl and the sequel or follow-up or whatever you want to call it to today's subject, Scoob Haunted Holiday or Holiday Haunt. Point being... That's messed up. You know, it's it's one thing to cancel something that's, you know, maybe barely started production. It's another to cancel it right at the end. Like, according to the people working on this, it's like 95% done or something like that. Now, how accurate that is, I don't know. But point is, it's almost done. At that point, finish it, release it. Doesn't matter what the quality is. Just do it. It's messed up to the artist. It's messed up to the people who put their time and effort into it. It's flat out messed up. It is just the absolute worst idea, and honestly, at this point, I am either rooting for someone else to take over, or honestly, you know, as messed up as it is, I would not be bothered if Warner Bros. just sold off a bunch of this stuff. If they're not going to care for it, give it to someone who who will. I know movie studios are in it for the business. I know they're not the nicest people in the world, but come on. Putting that aside, let's talk about Scoob. Now, for those of you who are unaware, Scooby-Doo, one of the most popular cartoon characters ever made, uh, you know, Mystery Gang, they solve mysteries, Scooby is their talking dog. I, I don't think I need to explain that much. Now, Scoob was kind of seen as a, I want to say reboot reinvention of the the whole franchise like not to a point that it was gonna like erase anything else like they're still doing like straight to video movies that to these stuff it's just you know it was just gonna be another iteration and no way to kind of bring it into the big screen COVID happened so it didn't really hit the big screen but you know that that was the plan and you know it, it it was something where they had massive plans for it because uh within Scoob you see a bunch of different characters from the Hanna-Barbera uh lineup whether it's stuff from the the Wacky Races their superhero characters and just references to a bunch of characters that they made and you know for that and that front it, it's clear that they wanted to make a big Hanna-Barbera verse some people hated that idea, but I'm like, look, realistically, Hannah Rivera already kind of did that. They were doing multiple times. There was even, uh, you know, at one point they had like the Laugh Olympics, which was basically the Olympics, but with a bunch of dark characters. It really isn't something that I would say is that big of a deal, if we're completely honest. So when it came down to that, I was generally like, okay, I know what they're doing. And for the most part, I'm fine with that. You know, it's... You know, kind of like with, you know, Marvel Comics, DC Comics, where it's like, there's an established history of these characters connecting, so not bad. Uh, now, in terms of the plot of the movie, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty much like, you know, we get the origin of Scooby and Shaggy. Um, and then, of course, when they meet up with the other characters from the, the Mystery Gang, Mystery Inc., whatever. We see them later in the future where they're trying to build a, an actual business out of their stuff. And pretty much due to some um, some criticism from Simon Cowell, who 
was pretty much um, trying to invest in their company. It leads to Shaggy and Scooby leaving the group. They get kidnapped, um, or there's an attempt to, to kidnap them from the, the character from the Wacky Races, uh, Dick Dastardly. But they're saved by the Blue Falcon, who's teamed up with, of course, Dynamite. And one of the one of the women from um, the Caveman, the Captain Caveman show, um, uh, Dee Dee. And from there, it's just like, okay, it's a race from of both of them trying to collect um, the pretty much like these dog skulls that are so, supposed to open the gates of hell. Without giving too much away, Dick Dastardly at first seems to be interested in getting a bunch of treasure. And, you know, he still does eventually, but he's more so interested in rescuing... Uh, his partner, because if you've seen the Wacky Races, you know that he always had his dog around, Muttley. And, you know, I think that that was actually pretty neat that they actually created this bond between them. Like, okay, you know, it's a very cute um, friendship, even though they're both selfish and greedy. But, you know, it, it works. And, yeah, that's pretty much what you get out of the movie. You know, they team up with the Blue Falcon. Eventually, the other characters come in to play, um, you know, like Fred, Daphne, and Velma. And it's just a race to save the day. Not bad. It, it, it's fine. I mean, I know some people have an issue with it not being uh, much of a mystery. That I don't mind because it's like, well, not. it's not like the Scooby-Doo mysteries were ever the greatest thing around. I mean, you know, there was often times where it was either very obvious or not much of a mystery as well. Where my issue li- lies in this is more so in the fact that for a movie that starts off with the origin of, of like, the Mystery Inc., you think that they would build some time to um, get you to, to, to know these characters and, and love them. And it automatically assumes that, well, you already know who these are, who, who um, the entire gang is. And to be fair, you know, most people would because most people have seen Scooby-Doo, even if they don't like Scooby-Doo. But my issue is that there are trying to create this new dynamic, this sort of new version of the team. And it's like, you have to give this team some time to breathe. Like, this, this really does feel more like a sequel to a proper... Scooby-Doo reinvention movie, uh, then it does, um, uh, a first movie, a first outing. Like, it, it really should be, you know, there really should be more time spent on these characters if it's gonna be their first outing of this exact version of the team. And it, it's, because of that, it kind of suffers. It, it's kind of similar to, um, the, the 2007 or 2006, um, Ninja Turtles movie, the, the animated one, where technically it's not, bad ideas that they're going with. It's just that it's not very clear whether it's supposed to be a sequel to the live-action movies, to the then-recent 2003 cartoon, or whatever. Like, this one feels like, okay, so it's supposed to be a continuation of the original show, but at the same time, it feels like it's supposed to be its own thing. And, you know, this isn't helped by the fact that there are, you know, different voice actors for most most of the characters. So it's like it's going one way or the other, and they really should have picked a certain decision. Like, it would have been better at least in my mind, if they would have dropped um, the rest of the, the Mystery Inc. gang, maybe just kept one of them, I don't know, but for the most part, just kind of drop them and have it be like, you know, some of the, um, like, the 80s and 90s iterations of this um, of this character where it's like, okay, you know, it's Scooby and Shaggy with just Daphne or whoever 
like you know, like the the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, where it's like it's not the same team. I don't know. Like it, it would have probably been, would have been better that way if they wanted to keep in the the Blue Falcon stuff, which the Blue Falcon stuff does work. At, um, for the most part, I know some people had an issue with Mark Wahlberg, but I'm like, look, it's it's established that this is supposed to be the son of the original Blue Falcon. So on that front, I'm actually okay with um him being you know more of a goofball and everything and mark Wahlberg does that that performance really well so it, it works on that that front but yeah like it, 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 they really should have picked um something um one way or the other like uh, on how to do this but and thankfully unlike that ninja turtles movie i still say it's a good movie on its own right it is fun. It is, for for the most part, a, a decently told story. It is something that you would just watch with your family, and it's you know gonna go by really quick. But you know it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's just a ninety minute movie. It's a quick set. You'll enjoy it on that front because you know it, it does have some some cute stuff to it. The animation, for the most part, is really good. Like nothing that really blows your mind away, but you know, for what it is, it actually does look like a, a well told. I mean, it does look you know. Like a, a well-made movie, a lot of the coloring is nice. Uh, sometimes it can get a little flat, uh, and it's not. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be an intentional choice because there's some parts where it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like when they recreate the original theme song, that's like, okay, well, part of it is kind of flat just because it's trying to look like the, the old theme song, so that kind of makes sense. But you'll notice in some scenes, like the background and everything looks kind of flat, and I'm not sure if that was intentional or not. But for the most part, that works. Even the character designs work for the most part. The only real issue is that some of them are kind of iffy. Like, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, Shaggy and Scooby, Daphne, and, you know, I, I would say, like, you know, even, like, the, you know, the Blue Falcon team, the Dick Dastardly, you know, those look, you know, great. I think those, you know, look fine, and they, they really do capture, like, the energy that you would get out of these characters. But then you got characters like Fred, uh, Simon Cowell, who, who look a bit awkward. Like, Simon Cowell, they try making him look a little too close to the actual person, so it just looks weird, and it's like, you could just do a caricature of it, and which, which essentially they are, but you could lean more into your, you know, the Hanna-Barbera style, or whatever you're trying to go with here, and it would probably be easier on the eyes like it wouldn't look as stiff and robotic and at times uncanny but you know for the most part it's fine animation you know at first i was you know going into it because this is my first time watching it since it came out back in like 2020 i, I was kind of worried that like okay maybe the animation is not very good because I, I i remember it at the time being like okay that's not very cinematic but you know looking at it like okay maybe i might have been too harsh uh, some of it does look um really nice uh, it's not as flat as I imagine because one of my issues when it comes to certain animated movies, like, you know, not to harp on them, but like Illumination, you'll notice that when it comes to the characters, they're often lit in a way where it rarely allows for different, like, color palettes or tones, um, to the characters. Like, you'll notice some shading here and there, but for the most part, how they look like at day, how they look like at night, how they look like at a rave or whatever, looks almost entirely the same to the point that it's like, you're not putting much effort into the lighting. I felt like this was kind of the same, but then after rewatching it, I'm like, no, actually this has some little uh, moments where it's, you know, it's there. Um, not in your face, but it is um, done well enough for it's like, okay, yeah, there is some life to these characters and there is some life to the lighting and the color palette. So good job on that front. Now, in regards to the pop culture stuff that I'm fine with most of it. Most of it is, isn't too in your face, but it is 
kind of weird seeing some of this pop culture references in something like Scooby-Doo. Not that Scooby-Doo was ever above doing pop culture references. Like, I know some people had an issue with Simon being in the movie just because it's like, oh, they're referencing an actor, or, or not an actor, but like a celebrity who, you know, was once really big, and he still does some stuff, but he's not as big as he was like a decade ago or so. And I'm like... I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, Scooby-Doo always did, like, the celebrity crossovers. I mean, one of the earliest shows that they did of this was, like, the whole, the, the new Scooby-Doo movie. So, it's not like Scooby-Doo was ever above having cameos from, like, you know, celebrities who may not always be the biggest person at that moment. So, that front, I don't mind. Like, when it comes to some of the music choices and some of the lines, like, at some point, you know, Shaggy starts singing, um, the, the Shallow from the, the, the recent, um, A Star Is Born. And, you know, when it comes to that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's a bit weird and a bit, like, you know, why, why is that there? But, you know, I can't say that they do it enough to hurt the movie. It is just something where it's like, I get where some people might have some issues with it. And might have some some iffiness, but not to a point where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, something that, you know, is bad for it. I I honestly think that they do it well enough that it, it doesn't really matter all too much. I should say, like, pop culture references or stuff like that, that would feel out of the norm for this. The one that I know a lot of people are were, were more mad about that I'm actually going to come right in and say I had no issues with is the celebrity voices. Now, I get it. I, I want more voice actors to do, you know, more big movies. I, I think we really should elevate these people into having bigger roles. But the idea that, like, oh, this movie is bad because it has celebrity voice actors, like, you know, it all comes down to direction and it all comes down to that person's performance. Because we've seen celebrities who do good voice work and we've seen, um, you know, voice actors who do bad voice work every now and then. You know, it, it all depends. Like, if you've seen that... Like, if, you, if you've seen that animated Pinocchio movie that came out with Polly Shore, it's like, you know, you got Tom Kenny in there, and, you know, he's giving one of the worst performances I've ever heard in, you know, in an animated movie this year. So it's like, you know, it's not even something that is avoidable by, you know, good voice actors. If the material's not there, if the direction's not there, it's going to happen with anyone. And with this movie, I think... The direction was mostly fine. I know people had their issues, but I'm like, you know, Will Forte does a fine Shaggy. I mean, yeah, it's not Matthew Lillard, but I mean, yeah, it's not Matthew Lillard, but you know, it's a good performance. I'm not gonna trash him on that. And honestly, it felt kind of dirty to me that a lot of people were like, oh, they got big celebrity Will Forte here to replace um, voice actor Matthew Lillard, even though Matthew Lillard, when he started playing Shaggy, he was not known as a voice actor. He was actually a pretty big actor at the time. And Will Forte currently, even at the point that this movie released, has done a lot of voice work. Um, you know, he has a lot of voice work under his belt. And he has mostly done just smaller stuff on the TV and whatnot. Not that he hasn't had any big movies or anything, but to say he's some big celebrity is like, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, you can say that about some of the other characters. Like, you know, you have Zac Efron playing, you know, Fred... Amanda Seyfried playing um, um, Daphne, and Velma is played by uh, Gina Rodriguez. And I, I'm like, honestly, those, I don't even have a problem with them. I just think they don't really get much material to really shine in here. And it goes back to that whole thing where it's like they really should have figured out what to do with first. Uh, I think they should have, if they were going to have them, they should have built this team 
um, have them together for most of the movie instead of having them separate from Shaggy and Scooby and the, the actual plot for a good chunk of it because it, it really does feel like they're lacking only because they're not really given enough material to really shine. Because then you get stuff like Mark Wahlberg, great as, you know, the screw-up version of, of the Blue Falcon. Ken Jeong, even though he's not the Dynamo that I remember from, from the cartoons, who's you know more goofy, I think he does a fine job. Uh, Dick Dastardly, really good. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out on the actor's name. I'll, I'll put it in the video when it gets done. But um, I, I think he did a really good job. Even Tracy Morgan, who has a lot of like little pop culture references, but they're cute pop culture references. Like it feels natural for the Cap- for Captain Caveman to do. You know, works in that role. I, you know, honestly, with that one, it, you know, it's more of a. I, I'm just annoyed that he's constantly doing pop culture references. But again, it, it kind of works because it's kind of played tongue in cheek. I mean, uh, at some point, you know, he he mentions, you know, like uh, to one of the characters, nice wheels, but quickly follows it up with, I don't even know what wheels are. So it's like, okay, that that's kind of funny. But yeah, like that, that's my general thing. Is like the, the voice actors in here are fine. I mean, of course, I prefer the the, the voice actors they have um, on the shows currently, but I feel like a lot of people are um, just kind of being overly annoying about this. Like, it, it really isn't all that bad. And it's like, look, we've had different actors come in to play, you know, the same characters. Like, you know, DC does it all the time with their straight-to-video movies. So yeah, I, I'm fine with this. I mean, I just wish we had more time to actually know these characters. Like, I really do feel like the only real issue outside of not having these characters interact with each other for most of the movie is that because, you know, some of these characters, like Velma, for example, has such a distinct type of voice, it um makes it weird when she has a slightly different voice to be like, okay, this is Gina Rodriguez, and, you know, we had her throw in some Spanish lines because, you know, duh. But, you know, it, it again, it doesn't feel awful, and it's not like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is horribly written or anything. It's just like, eh, you know, they, they could have done it better. And, you know, the problem isn't really the voice actors or the, the celebrities or whatever. It's just the overall material. So I, I just cannot complain about that. While sure, I would have preferred a voice actor. Uh, I would have preferred the voice actors. I, I do think that the actors they have here do a fine job and it's like eh, you know i i wouldn't mind seeing them in more things if they give them the proper material to work with and even then i feel like a lot of the complaints that this movie has gotten over the years just feel wrong because i, I know a lot of people were like oh well there was some concept art that was a lot better and also we don't like the fact that um this movie leaned in on trying to create a whole universe even though again Panama Barbero did that all the time but the concept art bit is what's you know, bothering me just because I will admit that some of the concept art is great, but I'm like, look, if you thought it was already overstuffed with all the different universes coming together, it would have been way worse if they had went with that original, you know, the, the versions you see in the concept art, Jabberjaw, uh, Penelope Pitstop, and a bunch of other characters from Hanna-Barbera stuff together. So it's like, you know, yeah, it would have been crazier and that stuff would be cool to look at, but at the same time, it's like, weren't you just complaining that they shouldn't have all these universes together? So wh- why encourage them? with the concept art, but then complain about it in the movie. You know, pick one or the other, you know? Uh, for, for the most part, I do think that it's handled well enough in terms of how they cross them over. It's just that, again, you know, since it is a newer version of the Scooby Gang, I would have preferred that they kept it together. It's, you know, that'll be my repeated problem. It's like, that really should have been the movie that they should have made. But for the movie that they did make, I say it's fine. It's well animated for the most part. A lot of the jokes do land. I like that a lot of the sound effects in the movie uh, 
come from Hannibal Barrow stuff. It's like, you know, like the, the typical stuff that you would hear, like when they're running or when they get hit. And overall, it, it is a movie that has, you know, a fair amount of heart. And I, I do enjoy that, you know, the third act, which is um, them fighting against Cerberus, is you know, pretty cool for an ending. I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever or anything, but it's like an interesting concept of like, oh, look, it's the Scooby gang versus Cerberus. I mean, I, I was kind of joking about it before release when, you know, when they mentioned that that was the plot of the movie. I was like, how funny would it be since they have a bunch of Hanna-Barbera references if they include the red guy from Cow and Chicken as the, 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 the Satan in this because Cow and Chicken is a part of Hanna-Barbera. So, you know, why not? But yeah, on, on the whole, I'm just like, I, I can't really complain about this movie. I can't really say it's bad. I, I, I just feel like it's missing a lot of potential that it had. But at the same time, not to a point where it's like not worth watching. It's definitely a fun time if you're with your family or with your kids. Um, if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, you'll probably enjoy it. If, you know, you're hating on it because of the celebrity voices, I don't think they do it bad, but... I don't know. I, I I I have always been the kind of person who was like I don't I don't mind about the celebrity voices because people like to act like Aladdin is what created celebrity voices, but they've been doing this for decades before that. And while sure you can make, maybe make the argument that it's become more prevalent over the years, I'd argue that it still was always there. And realistically, instead of trashing celebrity voices, especially because we're already decades into doing this kind of stuff, why not try to uplift? Uh, um, why not try to uplift voice actors that way instead of studios seeing, you know, money with just big name actors, they can see like, oh, maybe people do want the voice actors because they're uplifting them. Long shot, but you never know. It might work. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like th- there's got to be a better way to uh, be go about this than just complain like, oh, they got a celebrity to voice this. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, but, you know, I'm going to act like it always backfires or it's always bad. I don't know. You know, it it really doesn't matter too much to me. Um, Obviously, I do want more work for voice actors, but, you know, there's other ways to go about it than just saying, oh, you can't have celebrities in your movie. I don't know. You know, because you do mess out on some quality features when you're only acknowledging that aspect without trying to judge it fairly. At least that's my thought. But yeah, Scoob, fun time, fun watch. Really wish that Warner Bros. didn't cancel those to sequel or follow up or whatever it's supposed to be. Because even if that wasn't good, it's like, look, it's wrong to be trashing the work of so many people, especially when it's so close to being done. But yeah, that that's a whole other thing. The movie itself, like I said, go watch it. It's not the greatest thing ever. I kind of prefer the live action Scooby Doo movie, if I'm completely honest. But for what it is, it is a fun, fun, solid 90 minutes. And, you know, it's not the most special thing, but it is something where it's like, you know, people clearly had their hearts set on this, and it would have been nice to see more of this universe. So, I don't know. With that, I just, I don't know. Warner Bros., what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, in any case, thank you for listening. This has been Octaviano Macias, and I hope to see you again next time. Like drops of meth bombs. Hey man, whoa, let's keep it PG. No, Falcon bombs. Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And 
With that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again, and I hope to see you in the coming future.